Hey there, I'm Colin Weston, host of the Mod Golf Podcast. We wrapped up season seven in June, and since then, many of you listeners have reached out to me asking, when are you publishing more episodes? So I'm here to let you know that after over three years and 80 episodes, we took a couple months off to develop our eighth season, which will launch in early September. In the meantime, I put together a recap of our previous season, giving you a taste of the 10 episodes that we published. Last season, we gave you a diverse group of inspirational golf innovation stories, ranging from hype sport innovation president Amir Ravey to golf entrepreneur Ian Peterson, founder and CEO of Dialed In Golf Solutions. Over the next 15 minutes, I'll provide you with a quick soundbite from each episode that I hope piques your interest so that you'll go back and listen to the ones that you liked most. To get us started, our first episode of Season 7 brought us an engaging conversation with John Kawaja, who shared how his leadership work with TaylorMade Adidas Golf created a culture of innovation that has become the cornerstone for his current role as president at Hanma Golf. Extraordinary can happen with a belief that you can change the world, with a belief that you have the boldness and the creativity to imagine something better, something different. On the footwear side of the business, we decided to make shoes that were more athletic, not only putting three stripes on them and making look like more athletic shoes, but from a functional perspective, to be more comfortable, to create a more dynamic connection with the ground and and just bring all the know-how of Adidas to think about golf as a sport and to think about footwear and apparel as equipment. And that mindset really changed the fortune of Adidas Golf. It wasn't an entrepreneurial startup situation, but it was a division of a great brand that really had no reason for being. And we gave it a reason for being, and we created purpose to our approach to golf. And the result of it was really changing the uniform of golf. We introduced a shoe in 2005 called the Tour 360, and it changed everything. It made every other golf shoe look old, look like your dad's pair of shoes, and really forever changed what golf footwear looked like. I learned so many insightful leadership takeaways from John about his three-decade career in the golf industry. John shared his experience at TaylorMade Adidas Golf, where they disruptively innovated the performance apparel side of the game, along with how being part of a world championship curling team helped shape his approach to business and entrepreneurship. You can learn more about Hanma Golf by visiting us.hanmagolf.com. Next up, I spoke with Shella Silla, who is a career strategist, golf business professional, and founder CEO of Sister Golf. Sister Golf specializes in showing professional women how to combine the game of golf with the art of business to accelerate the advancement of their careers. That's one of the biggest barriers that keeps so many women away from the game is because they don't have the confidence and they don't feel comfortable. Golf is a game of invitation. You get invited to play. And a lot of times women aren't invited because it's automatically assumed that you do not play. And the flip side of that is whether you're invited or not, most women self-exclude because they will say, oh, no, I'm never going out there because they feel like they will be embarrassed if they get out on the course and don't know the rules, don't know the etiquette and do the wrong things. And that's what we do. We equip women with the tools for them to feel confident and comfortable on the course and not feel like they're out of place. Invitation is such a powerful way to make golf a truly inclusive experience. I encourage you, both male and female golfers, to invite a non-golfing woman or girl to join you for a positive golf moment that makes them feel, as Shella says, welcome, confident, and comfortable. On episode three, our guest was Matt Considine, founder and CEO of New Club Golf. 
Modeled after golf societies in Great Britain and Ireland, New Club is a society of golfers playing the game as part of a diverse and dynamic community at a selection of honored U.S. courses and clubs. So I picked up the phone and I called five private clubs that were at the top of our list, all great, classic, great golf courses. And I got five yeses that they would let us come out and host. I explained who we were, I explained our passion for the game. And when I got those five yeses and I saw the experience that we had at those clubs, I knew that there was something here. I knew there was something even beyond the introduction to a private club. I knew that there was an experience we were starting to tap into that was so different from my weekly daily golf. And that's when we launched. What Matt was describing is a customer discovery and validation approach that all early stage entrepreneurs need to embrace. Rather than spending months or even years building a product or service before testing it into the market, Matt got out there early, speaking with and listening to potential customers, users, and partners to ensure he wasn't creating something cool that didn't address a problem or opportunity. On episode four, our guest was Tin Tran, who is the founder and CEO of Transrover, the all-in-one golf cart. Tin shares with us his entrepreneurial and personal journey, starting when he joined his family in California from Vietnam at the age of 15. His first exposure to golf, and the aha moment that led to the idea and creation of Transrover. Almost like going back to my childhood, I just wanted to make the coolest water gun. I wanted to make something cool for myself and see if I can commercialize it later when I finish college and save some money because I know engineering and manufacturing will cost a lot of money. So I knew that right now this is cheap, just doing it to please myself and to see if I can do this. But I just knew that if I polish this up, I wrap it around with some fabric and make it look like a bag and just firm everything up, I think people are going to just love it. And people are loving it now. I just in awe of the whole exposure of opening up to the world and people are welcoming it with open arms. I was never more proud in my life creating something and having people appreciate that. And I knew all along that day would just not if but just when. It all depends on the strength in me to take it all the way. I could have given up at any part of that journey. There were so many ups and downs and obstacles that I could have just give up and nobody would ever know about Transover, but I did. What I love most about Tin's story is that he authentically embodies the qualities that make for a successful entrepreneur. Tin demonstrates that resilience, empathy, vulnerability, courage, and an unrelenting desire to constantly learn and improve. From Transrover's humble beginnings over 10 years ago, with Tin disassembling abandoned shopping carts in his garage for prototype parts, the Transrover story is an inspirational one that I'm sure you'll enjoy. On our next episode, I sat down for an engaging conversation with Cheyenne Gustav, who is the founder and CEO of SJG International and an LPGA certified golf coach. With over 10 years of experience in the sports industry, Cheyenne specializes in corporate sponsorship, premium hospitality, customer relations, and event planning. The biggest thing I took from all three of those places was I'm a woman of diverse background. I was always the first one asking people, do you want to play golf to host a meeting? Or I had the president of one of the teams from La Liga. And when we were closing our deal with him, and I was like, oh, by any chance, do you play golf? And he's like, yes. Great. Why don't we host you and take you out onto a golf course? This is me, a foreigner in his country, telling him that I'm going to take him out to play golf. 
And he's like, no, 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 I will treat you guys to golf. He's mind blown that I play golf. And I said, of course, I would love to play. Now it's super rusty, but who cares, right? Like I get to have eight hours with the president of the deal that I've just closed, like I'm doing it. We're all human. If my golf game is off, who cares? I get to have time alone with this person. And that to me is what golf does. The touch points and the people I get to meet and the deals I get to close is nothing like you can do in an office. Cheyenne is passionate about making golf accessible and fun for everyone as a diversity and inclusion ambassador for the sport. She provides key learnings from her sports management career with both the NBA and Premiership Soccer that have led to her approach in growing golf participation. Next up on episode 6, titled Creating a Unique Launch Point to Impact the Future of the Game, I chat with Nick Bednar, VP of Operations with Billy Casper Golf, who shares his industry insights in a COVID-19 new normal world. We have a unique platform to impact the future of the game. How did every step of this go? Were you treated to a fun and enjoyable experience? Were you greeted with a smile? Uh, And that's been a great tool for our organization to set the culture, recognize when we have staff members who go above and beyond. It all comes back to the one common purpose, which is treat each guest to a fun and enjoyable experience. So we are often the launch point for people who are picking up the game for the first time, whether it's a junior going to a camp or whether it's that person who just picked up a golf club at Top Golf and says, where can I go play? We've always recognized that we hold a critical role in growing the game just by virtue of the type of facilities that we manage. So it's always been a cultural element of Billy Casper Golf that goes back to Billy Casper himself as well, his charity work with Billy's kids. We all hear the news that more golf courses are closing than opening. Participation has been stagnant after a period of of contraction. And frankly, the golf business is dynamic. And to be fair, some of the things that we're doing to grow the game can get lost if you don't make them a priority. Treat each guest to a fun and enjoyable experience. This is not just some hollow statement that sits framed on a wall in each of their pro shops. It is the vision and the value statement that defines the culture throughout Billy Casper Golf. As I tell all entrepreneurs, it's not what you do, but why you do it that will inspire and engage both your staff and customers. Nick and his team understand the value of positive, meaningful company culture, and they make a point to live it every day. On episode 7, I speak with Amir Rave, founder and president of Hype Sports Innovation, as he shares his thoughts on innovating the golf industry through the global sports accelerators that they have built. The sports world is going through a massive disruption now in terms of innovation. There are dedicated accelerators for many, many sports. There is an accelerator for football, soccer, for fan engagement, blockchain. I didn't see a dedicated accelerator yet in golf. We have on our platform hundreds of startups that would be very happy to participate in such a program. We can do it, but we need a leading partner and we will do it together. So that will help because those innovators are young people and those young people are communicating with their peers. More and more organizations now in the golf space in the US and Europe are already bringing some top innovation leaders into the organizations. Young people that understand how to approach this industry. And if you're a golf organization, if you're not doing now, in the next year, if you're not going to take your innovation level up like crazy, you will look like mini minor from the 80s because the industry is going so fast now. 
Amir suggests that golf should embrace technology innovations and trends in esports, blockchain, fan engagement, artificial intelligence, virtual and augmented reality, and gamified experiences in order to connect with a younger, more diverse audience. If you want to learn more about how other sports are innovating through technology-led solutions and how the golf industry can take the same approach, I then encourage you to give this engaging episode a listen. On episode 8, I had a conversation with Peter Johnson, co-founder and CEO of Fat Scooters, who shares his insights, stories, and business philosophy that has guided him along his entrepreneurial journey. That was the first hurdle we had to overcome. But we got our costs in place and knew what our costs were. And we said, okay, well, here's what we think we need to mark up. And we'll see, get them out in the marketplace and see if they sell. We can always make adjustments. And so that's kind of how we came about it. We looked at what our shipping costs were going to be, our landed costs, everything like that. And then put our markup on it and then started the sales online. And we had people buying and said, okay, we're priced right. And, you know, as we've grown, we've, some prices we've reduced, some we've increased. But the increase has also come with a lot of value. So it's not the same product that it was three years ago. It's gotten better we've put more care and and effort into the product and more design so that has made the product that much better. For episode nine, Dialed In Golf Solutions founder and CEO Ian Peterson joins us to share his thoughts on the challenges and opportunities of being a golf industry innovator. What I love most about Ian's story is that he avoids the trap that so many entrepreneurs fall into, believing that they need to create a completely new product or service from scratch in order to start a business. Ian has instead built partnerships with technology companies like TrackMan to create unique and memorable experiences that add value for an untapped customer segment. One of the things that we learned is that we try to do too much. (laughs) We try to bring every piece of equipment out that we try to do too much. We eventually learn how to simplify while providing the same level or even a higher level of service. One of the things I like to say is that what we provide it's really an experience. With that experience comes word of mouth. You provide a great service, people will tell other people. And I remember a day after we did our first event, I received a call from an organization in Washington, D.C. And I guess there was someone at that tournament that loved the experience so much, he called a buddy of his in D.C. And remind you, this first event was in Tampa, Florida. And so they wanted our services up there. And that's how into the second and third year of our business, how we begin to expand our services nationally. For our final episode of season seven, I host our first returning guest, Arco's golf founder and CEO, Sal Sayed. Sal provides an engaging update on how they have continued to innovate by expanding, refining, and improving their product and service offerings as they build partnerships with industry leaders like Ping and Cobra Golf. We're very excited about our partnerships, and I think it all is driven by the strength of the product and the fact that it's actually delivering improvement and engagement. Our vision really is that every golfer is going to be a smart golfer tracking their data. It's not like that we're going to make golf about tracking data. Golf is always going to be about golf and the memories. That's what we're going to deliver is better memories for you. But the secondary thing while you're playing behind the scenes is this engine that's capturing what you're doing so that you can always do better, understand where your problems lie, and make smarter decisions and lead to happier outcomes. This data, not only is it going to drive decision-making for the golfer, we believe it's going to drive decision-making for the entire golf industry. I think instruction is going to be very different. Instructors are going to be empowered because right now when you're coming, how's a teacher supposed to know where your problem lies on the course? They haven't gone out and played five rounds with you and understood like where are you losing shots And nobody can afford to do that. You can't pay for that stuff. Nobody has that money. This makes it possible for your teacher to be 
so much more efficient. I would say 10x more efficient in terms of helping you get better. Well, I now hope that you're inspired to go back and listen to a couple of full episodes based on what you just heard from our 10 Season 7 guests. To make sure you get the alert, please subscribe to the Mod Golf Podcast on either iTunes, Spotify, or our show homepage at www.mod.golf. I want to thank our generous sponsor partners, Golf Genius Software, British Columbia Golf, and Golf Tech, who without their continued support, I wouldn't be able to bring you these inspirational and educational stories. I now need to get back to recording our next season of engaging conversations with the influencers, entrepreneurs, and disruptors who are shaping the future of golf. I hope you'll join us for Season 8 in early September as we continue to explore how golf industry innovators are surviving and thriving during these turbulent COVID-19 times. I'm your host, Colin Weston. If you'd like to connect and tell me your thoughts about the Mod Golf Podcast, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mod Golf Podcast, along with our community pages on both Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also email me directly at Colin, C-O-L-I-N, at modgolfpodcast.com. If you do, I promise to get back to you. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.